at the end of the season. Step up with Syntex Stan, showing on Joy Pride every Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Sponsored by Bell Eyes, MTN Momo, Angel Kona, powered by Syntex Stan. When you want to eat, just Momo it. Tired of the long queues in the supermarket? Pay with Momo. When you really want that beautiful new blouse, just Momo it. When you want to get a trim and get fresh to impress you-know-who, just Momo it. When you need to pay your utility bills and domestic staff, Chani Momo. When you want to send love to the family back home, send some Momo. Join the millions of MTN Momo users all over Ghana and live life the brighter way. So just Momo it. MTN. Live on Joy 99.7 FM, this is the Midday News. The news is also live on Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi. We're on Pad FM in Dalmango, Radio Wainwa, A1 Radio in Bogatanga, and Amenuve FM in Aplau. We're on X Spaces, we're on Facebook, we're on myjournline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrol Soul, your key fall in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, the only water storage tank with a level indi- water level indicator. Where Dura Plus goes, water flows. This afternoon, the Ghanaian state should ask the people who took the decision to terminate. Tell us why they terminated. The Honorable Ajako Wache, who signed a letter, may be able to tell us what some of us don't know. I acted on cabinet's recommendation as afternoon former energy minister Bwachi Jako absolves himself of blame in the power purchase deal abrogating leading to $140 million judgment debt awarded to Trafigura. He's cautioning former power minister Dr. Kwabna Donko against the peddling of untruth. Also, former Supreme Court judge Justice Atuguba charges the judiciary to purge itself of claims of bias as he warns public perception is gravely against them. They call them unanimous FC. Well, the point I'm making is when the public loses confidence or they start complaining, you don't just push it aside because when it's not, when nothing is happening, you don't even do that. We have details as he calls for the removal of the presidential appointees on the Judicial Council to safeguard the independence of the judiciary. Now, as the home stretch of the NPP's presidential primaries, we are live at the party's headquarters as chairman of the election committee directs the police to be firm and uncompromising in the discharge of your work on November 4. The regulations which they have all signed is going to be the blueprint of the process. Anyone who disregards this on that day should be dealt with according to law. We want to establish that this country is a lawful nation. I'll take you live to the police headquarters where the IGP says his outfit is ready to provide an overdose of security to ensure a peaceful and incident-free election. We want to assure you that on the 4th, we are going to give you an overdose of security and it will be excellent. It will be awesome. Now, in the camp of the PNC, the search for a missing Toyota Land Cruiser is on, and the party's 2020 presidential candidate, David Apasra, is a prime suspect. I have never stolen anything, and I will never steal anything. Whatever is mine is mine, and I am prepared for whatever it is. They, they have to, they, it will get to that stage. I don't want to talk about that. And there's sports in this package. George, um, 
Ajiman Bedu calls on Ghana coach Chris Hilton to drop underperforming players for the 2026 World Cup qualifiers. You want to stay for details of that also? The uh, traditional council says is going ahead with the final funeral rites of the late Queen Mother as planned despite a purported court injunction. <laughs> Disturbing everybody, and we waited. We were part of this thing. We waited until two days or so. In fact, the funeral didn't start. Then you go to court next Monday without informing anybody, and go and tell us that you have been neglected. You want details of that and more, please do stay with me here on the Midday News. I am MFA Apau, and this is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. And this afternoon, former Energy Minister Boachi Ejako says he only acted on the recommendation of President Akufado's cabinet in the abrogation of the Ghana Power Purchase deal with Traffic Rural Limited, which has resulted in a $140 million judgment debt. According to him, government took the decision to save the country from paying an excess capacity of $24.9 million per annum from the 107 megawatts of power plants constructed by Traffic Rural. A former power minister under the John Mahama administration, Dr. Kwabna Donko, has been calling on parliament to probe the former energy minister, Boachi Jakum. I believe the Ghanaian state should ask the people who took the decision to terminate. Tell us why they terminated. Mm. I believe that is uh, that is the route to use if we have to improve on our governance. Okay. Those who were responsible will have to tell us why they took that decision. Because commercially, legally, it doesn't make sense. And even from an energy perspective, you don't terminate the cheapest emergency plant you have. And then if you say it was an old plant, we knew it. AXA is a, was also an old plant. And yet we've gone ahead. I mean, we signed for five years as an emergency plant. This government has gone ahead to extend it for a further 10 years. So if you add all this, we find it extremely difficult to justify. Maybe Honorable Ajako Waje, who signed the letter, may be able to tell us what some of us don't know. Well, Ms. Ajako has a swift response for his colleague, who's also a former power minister. And Elton Brobe joins me in studio with details. First, he takes on Dr. Kwabnadonko. Well, what exactly are his concerns? According to him, his attention has been drawn to some unfortunate and ill-informed comments by Honorable Kwabna Donko on the termination of the GPGC power purchase agreement. He says, I deem the oil transit most unfortunate and irresponsible coming from a former minister who ought to know that it is not within my power or province or that of any minister to cancel or terminate a contract of this nature. Well, on the substantive issue about the termination of the contract itself, what happened? He says an interministerial committee was set up under the chair of the Energy Commission to review the fiscal and legal implication of the power purchase agreement executed by the Electricity Company of Ghana. The 18-member committee was chaired by Dr. Alfredo Fosua Ahinkra, Executive Director of Energy Commission. The report was submitted on 5th April 2019. The report, according to him, was subsequently put before Cabinet for consideration and action. Cabinet directed that the report be further reviewed by the Attorney General. This was done. Cabinet subsequently gave it approval for the recommendation of the report to be implemented. In respect of traffic Europe, 
the report recommended the termination of the PPA with a capacity of 107 megawatts at an estimated cost of $18 million per annum or excess capacity of $24.9 million per annum over the contract period of four years. This is an emergency plan with five-year PPA use plant, not new. And according to him, high tariff major equipment also arrived at the at the thermal port for tax exemption to be cleared and based on the 2018 2030 demand supply capacity business and the tariff rank of this project the full capacity of this project would, would be excess that's idle mm-hmm. resulting in an estimated total cost of 115.4 million uh, he didn't state what are dollars to see this within the duration of the PPA. Now, uh, Mr. Jakun goes on to say that the likelihood of the plant being idle is further heightened by the fact that it is a pure natural gas fire turbine to be located in Tema. Based on the decision of Cabinet, I, as Minister, initiated the process by informing all interested parties of this decision and requested that the decision be implemented. This is what he is explaining. Okay, so that's the statement from Wachi Jakun, former Energy Minister. Thank you very much, Elting. Let me take a quick reaction from Dr. Kobna Donko, who is also the Pru East MP and a former power minister. Thank you so much for your time here on the Midday News. So you've been hearing Boachie Jacon, knowing what you know. Uh, for him, your conclusion demanding that he be held responsible for the termination is ill-informed. In hindsight, you erred, didn't you? I didn't. I didn't err. I, said, I called for him to give the explanation. I'm not saying he should be personally held responsible. He signed the letter. And having signed the letter of termination, of course, he owes this country an explanation. And my my reasoning is premised on the fact that we did not even go through the termination process um, and captured in the agreement. The, if you look across 25 of the agreement, there's a termination process. That we didn't go through. So we add even in procedurally in terms of termination. But most importantly, I disagree. This was a four-year agreement, not a five-year, as he stated in his rejoinder. Mm. So if we can get even the, the tenure wrong, what else couldn't you have gotten wrong? Well, I mean, and it- if you have to terminate as a result of alleged excess capacity, mm-hmm. do you terminate the least cost plant is that what you terminate so for you even the reason that he is giving that trafigura was producing excess power which was going to cost the government almost 30 million dollars yearly therefore cabinet took that decision to abrogate it for you it's untenable first and foremost trafigura had not started producing that is the first point secondly the plant was originally meant to be at Abuazi, where there is gas and under the contract, Ghana government had to provide the location for the plant. So the thermal issue is neither here nor there. The plant could have been placed in Abuaze where there was gas. And then in terms of uh, the equipment... Mm. Well, Dr. Kapnadongo, you, you're there because you were just concluding on the matter. 
it looks like I just lost him. Dr. Kobna Donkode is a former power minister and Pru East MP. Uh, they're reacting to that statement from uh, Boache Jakun, former energy minister, giving justification on the abrogation of that um, particular contract that is now costing us about $140 million judgment and uh, part of our properties in the UK has been attached. Well, let's go on to some other stories now. And former Supreme Court judge William Atuguba says the public is losing confidence in the ability of the judiciary to dispense true justice and is warning his colleagues who are currently on the courts against pushing uh, this under the carpet. The judiciary in particular, the Supreme Court, has come under intense criticism from the opposition in D.C. and a section of the public who have said that the court is tilted towards the governing NPP. Speaking exclusively to Joy News, Justice Atuguba said the perception and the court must purge itself of the claims of bias. There's a big public outcry about the uh, of the Supreme Court assistance. They feel that is politically tilted to the MPP. I think you can you can see a lot of those sentiments. That's why to the extent they call them unanimous FC. Well, the point I'm making is when the public loses confidence or they start complaining, you don't just push it aside because when it's not when nothing is happening, you don't even do that. Mm. Why is it that? They were not having that impression of raising those flags earlier on the whole. But the National Security Minister also even came out to talk on this point. Yes. Public perception. Those sentiments don't arise out of a vacuum. And to win the public confidence, uh, they must feel that the judgments are sound and um, not politically jaundiced. Mm. Uh, something has to be done about it. You see, the bad thing about this country, something bad is happening for politicians, they would like to push it under the carpet. No, not so and so and so. They did it when the cry about corruption was rising and rising. What happened when Anas went in? What happened? They found judges. My cousin and two or three other guys, when they raised it, the courts banned them. It doesn't pay to gamble with the truth, where it will surface mm. and can cause damage. Well, Justice Atuguba, however, disagrees with former President Mohammed's plans to appoint more NDC lawyers to the bench if he becomes president. Justice Atuguba wants courageous and fair-minded people to become judges, irrespective of their political affiliation. Now, so, mm-hmm. on the whole, that perception, well, uh, is there. I didn't cause it, mm-hmm. but it's there. And so Mohammed can talk about it. The only point where I disagree with him is um, he should have gone further to say that you, the NDC lawyers, should be getting ready. Those who are experienced and independent-minded, so that they come and will not give the same impression. But if it is just politically balancing the equations, that's not helpful. Then why don't you leave this? Is it just because you also want the opportunity to, <laughs> to do the same thing? Well, he's advocating for urgent reforms to remove the four presidential appointees of the president from the Judicial Council, a situation, he says, has the ability to compromise the independence of the entire judiciary. You want the judiciary to be independent. The Constitution states to. Nonetheless, on the Judicial Council, which recommends justices to be appointed, you have the Attorney General and four nominees of the president sitting there, taking part in the proceedings as to who should be presented for appointment to the Supreme Court. Where is the independence of the judiciary? We have the executive so strongly present there, and that's why I quoted a passage from that I said, with those people, they can influence mm-hmm. the course of the appointment. And that's political influence. 
Yes. How then do we deal with this? Should we remove the president's appointees from the judicial council? Oh, yes. What are they there for? The separation of powers. Executive should be separate from the, the judicial. However, private legal practitioner Kweku Pencil believes most of these general views, including those of that shared by the retired Justice Atuguba, is hypocritical. The problem about this country, including Justice Atuguba himself, and let me be very pointed, mm. we all know that that is the criteria. In fact, in our constitution, in everything that we have, there's no other criteria but the fact that a judge must be above reproach, a judge must not have a judge must meet the merits, that and so forth and so on. You could not isolate one judge to say that this judge was appointed for his political leaning. And these are, these allegations in my view are scandalous in the sense that we make very general statements without proof of any of it, which means that we are all hypocrites as a country. Let's head to the courts now and lawyers for former Kokobot CEO Dr. Kwebnopini have filed an application in the Supreme Court seeking to quash the decision of the High Court to adopt the record of proceedings before the court. Dr. Opini is standing trial alongside two others for causing financial loss to the state. Richard Kujunyako of our legal desk is in court for us. He joins us on the line. So Richard, what are these record of proceedings before the court that they are seeking to quash? Well, MFA lawyers of the former CEO of the Cocoa Board, uh, Dr. Stephen Opone, filed an application at the Supreme Court to overturn the Court of Appeals decision ordering the trial court not to start a criminal uh, case from the scratch. On the last agenda, that's on the 13th of October, lawyers for Dr. Opone moved a motion to set aside that Tandor's uh, ruling of July 25, 2023, for the case to be heard on a daily basis. Justice Abuaji Tandor dismissed the motion seeking to stay proceedings and set aside the earlier ruling as unmeritorious. So the judge indicated that the case will now be heard on a daily basis. So today in court, lawyers for Dr. Opuni notified the court that they had filed a motion, an interlocutory appeal against the judge's decision at the Court of Appeal and also filed a stay of proceedings until a determination is made before the, pen, uh, before the Court of Appeal. So the lawyers then filed first questions by the Supreme Court to injunct the court hearing the case. Well, so Richard, has the court acceded to the request to suspend proceedings pending the application of the Supreme Court? No, the court has dismissed the application to stay the case. In the view of the court, there is no express order from the Supreme Court that will warrant the court to suspend the proceedings. In fact, Justice Abuaji Tando then asked the lawyers for the former Kokobo CEO to move the application. And so the lawyers for the Dr. Opuni then asked for the adjournment of the case to Monday. But the judge has insisted they should move the application for the case to be heard. So per the ruling of the court, the lawyers have to comply and move the application. And so that is what they are currently on now. Well, you've been following up on two other cases also. Let's start with this one. The Human Rights Court, uh, we know, has struck out a motion of the OSB seeking to dismiss former Secretary of the Interministerial Committee, Charles Bissou. What exactly are the details? Well, so the details are that the OSB was seeking to question the jurisdiction of the Human Rights uh, Court, that it has no jurisdiction to hear uh, an application filed by Charles Bissou. But um, just moments ago, the court has dismissed that application by the OSB. Now, you've also been following the retrial of Gregory Afoko. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Well, anyway, for the retrial of Gregory Afoko case has been adjourned to the, uh, the 3rd of November 2023, where informed that the judge was indisposed. In fact, Mr. Afoko and the other person were both present, and the prosecution was also present, but uh, the judge was nowhere to be found. That's my colleague Richard Kojonyako reporting from the courts.
lesson our attention to politics now and the race to November 4 has just hit a home stretch and this afternoon we are told uh, that the General Secretary Justin Frimpongkudu has led the Elections Committee for an engagement with the Ghana Police Service for full security protection in the upcoming Congress slated for November 4. On 4th November, the party is absolutely in the hands of the police and the electoral commission. And on that day, it does not matter whether the person is in government, whether the person is the national chairman or general secretary. All of us are going to follow the dictates as indicated by the electoral commission and the Ghana police service. On the 25th of August, the respective institution, the Ghana Police Service and the Electoral Commission did a woman's job. And we are looking forward uh, to even better what happened on August 26th. I must admit that there were certain uh, bit of infractions on uh, 26th of August. And we are hoping that come November 4th, uh, these things will not happen. So Mr. IGP and your team, you have absolute support of the party. Now, the chairman of the NPP election committee, Professor Michael Quay, wants the police to be firm and uncompromising the discharge of their duties on election day. We have made a number of guidelines. It's a matter of common consent. In fact, we've worked out the dynamics in such a way that Dr. Bosman and Co. they want to know that we also have our own IPAC. And we call it Interparty Advisory Committee. This time not inter-party, but intra-party. And we are working together. So there's nothing new to any of the gentlemen who are seated here now representing the relevant candidates in our election. We are saying this to assure you that the regulations which they have all signed to, and which we are going to make available to the police, already available to the East, is going to be the blueprint of the process. Samuel Mbura is our man at the police headquarters, joins us live. And let's talk about the reaction of um, the IGP to these comments made by the NPP leadership. Well, MFR, the IGP Dr. George Akufudampore expressed that because it is an internal election, there will not be any chaos. However, he has assured that he will provide what he describes as an overdose of security to ensure that the election is conducted peacefully for Ghana to continue to be a beacon of hope in a sub-region and an African continent and beyond, and for people to continue also to learn from us as we continue to make this country great and strong. Having said that, we want to assure you that on the 4th, we are going to give you an overdose of security, and it will be excellent. It will be awesome. All what we require from you is to support us for each and every one of us to play his or its role. And then with that, we'll be able to ensure that the police will do their work, the EC will do their work, and all the people who will be voting across the country will also come out freely, willingly to vote. 
IGP Dr. George Ekofudampare, and this is your election headquarters. As always, we provide comprehensive coverage, and November 4 NPP presidential primaries will be no exception. will be on radio, on TV, and on, on online. We focus on PNC now, and the internal wrangling in the party continues to deepen as the party petitions the police CID to arrest and prosecute their flag bearer for the 2020 presidential polls, David Apasara, for allegedly stealing a land cruiser vehicle belonging to the party. Well, he's been responding. It is a game plan. And the game plan is to use every means to soil my image. I have risen from grassroots level to this level as an assemblyman and up to this level. I have never stolen anything and I will never steal anything. Whatever is mine is mine. And I am prepared for whatever it is. They, they have to. They, it will get to that stage. I don't want to talk about that. I, I want to contest when it comes to that. Oh, that is no problem at all. They know. They know what they are saying, what they are doing. I know, they know. They know that they are telling lies. They are trying to damage me. This is a lady who told everybody, I stole 1.7 million of the party money and job. Yet she told everybody, I am in the court now for defamation. The good Lord will guide us all and, okay. and come out and the truth will show to the world. David Apasara there taking us on a quick break here on the Midday News. Brought to you by Petrosol, your cleave wall in full quantity. Petrosol, always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duroplast Ghana Limited, the only water storage tank with a level indicator. Where Duroplast goes, water flows. We've been hearing from former energy minister Boatier Jaco insisting that he acted on cabinet's recommendation, absolving himself of blame in the power purchase deal abrogating, leading to $140 million judgment debt awarded to Trafigura. We return from the break with sports and the gut. Traditional council says it's going ahead with the final funeral rites of the late Queen Mother as planned despite a purported court injunction. What are you doing? Disturbing everybody. And we waited. We were part of this thing. We waited until two days or so. In fact, the funeral had even started. Then you go to court ex party without informing anybody and go and tell us that you have been neglected. Budgets are tight and money difficult to come by. You want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol source. Clean fuel in full quantity. Thanks for sticking with us here on the Midday News. Let's do sports. Thank you very much, MFNL. Next month, the Black Stars face crucial matches against Madagascar and Comoros in the 2026 World Cup qualifiers. But a sense of optimism around the team is low following back-to-back defeats inflicted by Mexico and the United States of America. Now, former Ghana international Emmanuel Ajimambedu wants to see underperforming players dropped to boost the team's chances of winning. The coach have seen what he needs to do, what he, re- he needs to react on, and he, no one has cemented his position, especially on what happened these two games. I don't think the players are happy. I don't think the coach is happy, and I don't think the FA is happy. So there's no one who has cemented his, his position in the national team. Don't let any player feel uh, uh, that he's, without him, the team will not work. This is blasters. 
we have like five million footballers. So if we are selected to the best one they play, and even the first level, we should be privileged and work very hard. So yes, my father is former Black Stars captain Emmanuel Ajimambedu. Thank you very much, Mubarak. Now, on the funeral planning committee of the late Gamanye um, insists that um, they have they are yet to be served with any injunction from the court. So, uh, the funeral arrangement will go on as planned. Well, this follows a brewing misunderstanding between the planning committee and the Bui family. The Gamanye Nadede Omaedro the third, who died in December 2022, is scheduled to be buried this weekend. Per the arrangement of the funeral planning committee, as approved by the Ga traditional council. However, her family has opposed portions of the set plan, stating that they have not been involved in the process as they ought to pay the Ga tradition. Listen to their lawyer, Thomas Blovo. They believe that the late Queen Mother hailed from their family and that if there is any funeral that is to be carried out or performed, the family has a role to play when it comes to customary rights and other very important issues. It is the family that will perform them. Having been notified about the death of at the planning, the organization, all these things were being done, the family were left out. They were not involved. They only heard that a particular date had been scheduled for the funeral to take place. We can hear from a leading member of the funeral planning committee, Nia Yukuyotu, who says they've not been served with the court process. And they now go to court lying that the funeral committee and the Catholic Council are taking over the court, the funeral, and the arrangements for it, and they're denying them their rights. It's not true. So this is where we are. In any case, for the funeral committee, it's only a committee of the Catholic Council. Those announcing the funeral are members of the Catholic Council, regional House of Chiefs, the government chair. And I think that we do with a small committee, a committee, which is only acting on behalf of the Gas Manager Council. The people are saying, we will not allow you to bring anybody into our house. It's the whole issue. And they are saying, even if you want to do any right for the, the party, we have a friend here. Well, that's a knee, Ayikwe Otu. And we are looking forward to October 30. Schools are hoping to battle it out in the finals of the National Science and Mass Quiz. We have Achimoto School, we have Owas, and of course, we have Presec. And in the heart of Achimoto School, an aura of confidence envelops the air as they prepare for the grand finale of the competition. Undeterred by the shadows of competition, they stand poised and wavering in their conviction. My colleague Jacqueline and Sumayabu are caught up with the contestants of the school. And with every contest, there are different outcomes. So you should, I think you should just prepare very well and then 